Scott Reed is here with the Morning Brief, CTV political analyst, former advisor to Prime Minister Paul Martin. Scott Reed, nice to have you. Good morning. Good morning, John. Uh, I'm going to have to be fast. I've got to get my kids fed and dressed and then dropped off at Stephen Lecce's house. So I uh, have to make this quick. <laughs> okay. Well, there are rumblings that we could end up in a general strike next Monday, which I imagine would be all public workers. I can't imagine a whole bunch of you know people who work the line at a car factory are necessarily going to walk out in support of the education workers, but who knows? Uh, a lot of people feel that the legitimacy of the organized labor movement is being questioned here and is in danger. So maybe we're going to have a wider strike. But I mean, honestly, you've probably been in this province longer than I have. So you can speak to what level of acrimony, labor acrimony we're looking at. Well, it's still difficult to gauge, I think. But it's clear to me that the government's made uh, a tactical error in using the notwithstanding clause. And the tactical error is that not only does it invite all of the criticism and confrontation with the education, the public sector union, uh, but it has forced those many private sector unions with which it had made common cause, unions that had endorsed it in the last election, it's actually forced them onto the battlefield against the government. They they built relationships with these private sector unions. And because what the government is doing questions the fundamental collective right to bargain, those unions say, well, we have no choice. So you see Unifor contributing money. There's talk that uh, some of those private sector unions will um, will not just donate money, but maybe time. Maybe you will see them at least uh, stand in protest at gatherings. They're talking about next Monday. Um, so I think, you know, this th this starts to hurt the political coalition the government has built. And that's the thing you have to watch for the rest of it. They don't care if we're mad. The government doesn't care if there's noise. They don't care if the education workers are yelling against them or teachers. But what they do care is when it starts to harm their political coalition among voters, among key stakeholders. And that what that's what makes this so challenging right now for the government is it looks like it's biting into their vote. That's what makes them get sweaty palmed. Well, and it's also interesting whenever people say that there's been some sort of a fundamental shift in allegiances in terms of the parties that given people support. I mean, I remember years ago, a whole book about how the federal liberals were never going to be back in power again. Now, you'll recall in the last election, it was all about, look at this organized labor likes Doug Ford. Yeah, right up until they have to deal with him. Well, and, you know, we'll see. Does this cripple their ability to get the endorsement from Leuna or the Carpenters Union in the next election? Mm, yeah, it, it, it might. Um, so, again, it it undoes a lot of work. I, I think if you look at the polls, and there's only been one so far, and it's not positive for the government, it's bad news in more than one way. It's obviously bad news if most people blame the government. But it's bad news if most people blame the government right now. So if I'm if I'm a political staff or a political advisor to Doug Ford, what causes me anxiety is I know the longer strike action goes on, the longer conflict uh, and labor revolt goes on, the more likely people are to blame the government. Not because they blame the government, but because they expect the government to make it go away. If you start with the government already being blamed, well, you've only got further down to go. That's worrying. I would have expected that the workers would be blamed initially for withdrawing their services, and then over time, pressure builds on government. If you're if you're Doug Ford right now, if you're sitting in the bunker with him and his advisors, you're saying, guys, we already start in a deficit. It ain't going to get easier from here. Parents and people are going to get angrier and angrier at us. That's what the real political risk is now. Okay, late Friday afternoon, which as you 
uh, you know, a person who worked in government at one point, no, is where you dump the announcements you hope nobody's going to notice. The provincial government announced changes to the green belt, where effectively they're going to swap land in the green belt out of the green belt, develop it, and then they're going to find some other land and try to match it, except the other land is mostly either already preserved or worthless to real estate development. Um, this, again, is sort of the, the Ford administration flying up the nose of an awful lot of the people who, uh, you know, believe Doug Ford in 2018 when he said he wasn't going to do this. Yeah, I think this is the kind of thing that will actually really undo this government. And you're going to say, well, how can that be? How can many that many people care about the green belt? And it's it's not that. I think it's going to be the smell that surrounds this kind of announcement, the suggestion and, and notion that this is probably motivated by a desire to reward a handful of people, probably people that have contributed to the government's election coffers. You know, when you look at breaking a promise of this kind, when you do it in the middle of a an education strike, when you do it at four o'clock on Friday, when you know media will have a harder time rushing the news at the door, all of those things suggest that you don't want people to know about it. Well, guess what? If you don't want someone to know about it, probably means you're ashamed of it. If you're ashamed of it, probably means you're up to no good. I, I think this is the kind of thing where people are going to scrutinize it. They're going to look at what are the relationships between large developers, the lobbyists they employ, and this government. How does business get transacted? How do choices get made? How do decisions uh, become reality? And who makes money from that? I think that's the stuff that gets governments into big time trouble. There better not be any links. There better not be any overlapping circles of power, money, and influence, or this government's going to have a lot more to answer for than those 15 tracks, tracks of Greenbelt land. The federal finance minister, also the deputy prime minister, Christia Freeland, was doing an interview on the weekend and somebody asked about affordability issues. And she told a little story about how she, we actually have the audio, so I'll let her speak. And I think Canadian families are looking really closely at all of their expenses. I personally, as a mother and wife, look carefully at my credit card bill once a month. And last Sunday, I said to the kids, you're older now, you don't want to watch Disney anymore. Let's cut that Disney Plus subscription. So we cut it. It's only $13.99 a month that we're saving, but every little bit helps. And I think every mother in Canada is doing that right now. All right. So is she identifying with the average household, Scott Reed, or is she committing a Marie Antoinette worthy faux pas? Good. God, man. Good God. Like, you know, I'm a liberal. People who listen know I'm a liberal. Know that I work for liberal premiers and prime ministers. I am sympathetic. Okay. I am by nature built to be sympathetic to the liberal government. And this just makes me batty. I am these, these are the political instincts of an ashtray. Come on. You know what? People are going to food banks in record numbers. We are facing a cost of living crisis. Times are tougher. And the way in which I'm going to choose to connect with Canadians is to talk about the fact that I had to cut Moon Knight, which, you know, started strong, but in spite of Ethan Hawke, really began to deteriorate after the talking hippo showed up. Come on, man, be better than that. Just terrible, terrible political and communications instincts. Thank you, sir. Good day. <laughs> you have a good, good day, sir.